You are listening to Kingdom Faith, where we focus on the Christian life, the good stuff, and the hard stuff. I'm Phil, and I have Creston and Garrett from Redland Baptist Church in Valadosta. Correct me, Creston. Valdosta. Valdosta, Georgia. And uh, they've been doing a lot of work here at New Life Ministries and and with the new men's shelter that uh, is going to be opening hopefully at the end of this year. And, you know, you guys have some ministries and things like that that you do in Georgia. But I just want to say here before, you know, we kind of get started talking is, um, you know, New Life is very thankful for your church and and what you guys are doing here because it's making a huge impact on on this community. So I guess what uh, we'll start here with is just tell tell the listeners about yourselves and about your church. Garrett? Okay, awesome. We'll start with me. All right. Uh, well, I'm Garrett, and I am the youth pastor of Redland Baptist Church. Uh, it's at least the role I get paid for. And so mm-hmm. I also <laughs> uh, I direct our, our children's camp for our foster kids and at-risk uh, children. I'm a husband and a, a father of uh, a foster father of a ten year old and a, a son on the way. So it's a little bit about me and who I am and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I'm Creston. I'm uh, I am part time on church staff down there. My full time job is I'm a chaplain at our local hospital. Mm-hmm. But um, I kind of do the communications and education is kind of what I do. But I get assigned all other things by by Jay, our pastor, all the time. Different things and this mission trip was one of them. I got to put this together and help us get here. It's been an exciting time. I have two children, both teenagers, uh, a girl and a boy, been married for over 20 years, and uh, I've only been at Redland about two and a half, three years okay. for what they're doing. But I've been in the, the area for about 15. Can you, uh, can you two tell me uh, maybe some of the things that you do back uh, in Georgia, uh, missions-wise, some of the things that you guys do? Yeah, um, I think one of the ones, at least, uh, doing some of the foster camps is, uh, well, Redland kind of birthed Camp Rock of Georgia, which is a foster agency, and so they, they place, work with defects and place kids into homes, and so we're you know always working to continue that ministry and, and grow that ministry, uh, but we also have a kind of camp side and a mentoring side, so uh, one of the things that I get to do is every week or every month, we'll have a mentoring camp, and so we'll have uh, you know, anywhere from 25 to, to 30-something kids mm-hmm. come out, and we're just teaching them life skills, usable life skills. We're, you're trying to teach them about, obviously, the gospel and uh, letting them uh, let that connect with them and let them come across some things they wouldn't nor- normally get to come across. Uh, at one point, we had a zebra. Now we have a, a peacock, and, and so uh, it's really important for us to try and at least give them a fun, cool experience as well. And so uh, that. Uh, that's a really neat kind of outreach ministry that's ongoing. Uh, we do a bigger camp in the summers, and you know we'll see 120 kids at, that come to that. Uh, and a lot of times we have to kind of shut that down before more kids come because we run out of room. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a really cool ministry to do. Uh, we, oh gosh, we do a lot. Uh, so another really cool one is we we send shipments to Venezuela. We we help sponsor a, an wow. orphanage there, and so uh, the, those ladies can pack some boxes now. I got me and two youth to lift those things and. I was going to die, but uh, so we do that every month, just sending uh, literally thousands of pounds that go, and because uh, each box is a couple hundred pounds, it is brutal. I don't know how they get the thing to stay together, <laughs> and uh, at least that's that's the ones that come to mind, and I'm always kind of interacting with mm-hmm. outside of the churches, which you know, uh, being the youth pastor, a lot of his weekly services and, and local outreaches in that way. Mm-hmm. So we're also we're we're in a farming community similar to the area around here. 
as well. Um, mm -hmm. We don't do the corn, the weed, and things that y'all do here. We do different crops. We have, of course, we have pecans or pecans. Pecans. There's a big argument about that. We won't yeah. get into that here. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I say pecans. I say pecan. Yeah. I'm a pecan man. Most sorry. people that don't live in South Georgia say pecan. Yeah. But South Georgians will quickly correct you and say it's pecans. Yeah. I think something else is a pecan, but I, I won't describe that mm -hmm. here. Um, peaches, we do those things, but we also, we have a lot of cabbage, um, other crops that have to be hand-picked, mm -hmm. uh, beans and different things like that. And so we have a lot of migrant workers mm -hmm. that come through. So we, we uh, work with them. There's a couple things we do. We do a migrant uh, dental and health clinic in the summers for them. Um, a lot of them don't have access to health care, mm -hmm. so we do that for them. We, um, Garrett already mentioned Camp Rock, which is a a big thing we do it's an ongoing all the time ministry we do a big uh, Christmas event for them and that has modified over the years we used to throw this giant all-day Christmas party uh, we'd have three four thousand people come to it because wow. um, we represent nine counties in South mm -hmm. Georgia and so we would feed them breakfast feed them lunch and we have all these different booths that they would go to and the girls would go and to the uh, makeup booth and they'd go to the jewelry booth and then they would go to the pajama <laughs> booth and they'd go to the sock booth and and then we had a bicycle booth and all these others uh, we had ponies to ride and jump houses and you bake your own cookies and all this stuff and it just a long full giant day and it was a lot of fun uh, it cost a lot of money and cost a lot of manpower to put that on so a couple of years ago we transitioned that into um, a drive-through Christmas lights that uh, Lots of things out there, the story of knowing the art, mm -hmm. the story of creation, mm -hmm. but most importantly, the story of Jesus yeah. and the whole meaning behind Christmas. And so the, some of the things, that the, the real heart of that Christmas time at Camp Rock was always to make sure that foster children received gifts at Christmas time like other children. Because if you know anything about the foster system, um, it, the money that, you, that families are given goes to clothing and food. It doesn't go to gifts and other niceties and things like that, usually. Sometimes it does, mm -hmm. but not with most families it doesn't. Mm -hmm. So most children in foster care miss out. They miss out on birthdays, they miss out on Christmas and stuff like that. So we just want to make sure they got it. So um, all of those things, the pajamas, the socks, a gift, a bike if they need it, all that stuff still happens, but it's a drive-through uh, Christmas light show that happens at, at our camp. We... Um, the Venezuelan thing is where we, we're, the orphanage we're working with, they're feeding about 10,000 meals a month and they're only wow. feeding children off the street. Um, wow. And so we're real excited about the impact we're able to have mm -hmm. with that ministry and the change that it's happening there with those children. It started out with just a girl's home and now they've opened up a boy's home down there and really expanding that ministry. Mm -hmm. We have other little things we do around the community where mm -hmm. we just get involved here and there with different activities. Um, people do work uh, in our soup kitchen. We, when COVID really hit, uh, several of our schools shut down and everybody went home mm -hmm. and went virtual. I'm sure a similar thing oh, happened yeah. here. Yeah. A lot of our children, um, their, their main meal of the day was yep. the lunch they got at school. Mm -hmm. And that was gone because yep. there was no opportunity to get that. So we, we jumped up and we uh, started a drive-through lunch program where we would uh, provide meals for those children. And that actually ramped up into more of a, of a food ministry where we gave a whole bag of food, but not just a couple of lunches, but, but enough to last like a week to help a family through that part. Wow. And we did that for several months 
we're pretty relaxed now. School's back in session, so that part has stopped. But our Wednesday night program, we bust in some of those same kids that the parents can't, can't or won't bring them to church. And so we bring in 40 kids maybe a week uh, to our Wednesday night and activities, and we feed every child that comes a meal that night. And so that makes it a big part of, of how we do church. Our pastor, when he was a kid, had a pretty hard life mm-hmm. and lots of different things. And um, if you watch the live stream from last night, then you, you heard him tell a little bit about his own story. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that happened with him is that um, it was hard to get a meal sometimes. And church was one place that mm-hmm. began feeding him a little bit. And so we, we feed the kids. Mm-hmm. We don't want them being hungry sitting there. You know, Of course, there's a Bible verse about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't want them being hungry and us trying to teach them about God. We want them to be full and satisfied and know that we love them because we fed them a meal. Mm-hmm. And then we'll teach them about God. Yeah. So that's kind of how we go at it. Yeah. Well, I was just going to say, I can't believe I forgot Chris on Camp Rock. I, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was spending hours and hours and hours and hours there yeah <laughs> so i'm glad you mentioned it garrett garrett worked 18 hour days for about 20 days in a row to help make that thing happen that so, sounds pretty big yeah that's why he's blocking it yeah, yeah. that's probably what it was just the trauma forgot all about that hard work. um it sounds like you guys have a lot you know you guys do quite a bit and and i'm sure you we say you know all, all the time is there's no way we could do it on our own it's Absolutely. a God thing. And it sounds like it's a God thing and, and getting to Absolutely. to see God move and that's great. Um, so, you know, how many how many people did you guys bring up here to Huntington on your on your team? We brought 42. So there's 42 of you and I know um, and even in, during this podcast you might eventually hear some in the background. Um, they're mostly kids. Can you give me maybe like a, a range, an age range of the people? Here. Yeah, so we've got, uh, I think our youngest is a six or seven year old. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and a lot of them are youth ranging, you know, from sixth grade all the way up to, uh, I think our oldest is in 11th grade, mm. I believe. So yeah. uh, that's kind of our age ranges. Uh-huh. We, we have at least one 12th grader. Oh, do we? She's mine. Oh, right, Brenda. <laughs> I keep thinking she has already graduated. I don't know why. She's the only student I place a year ahead of where she's at. Everyone else yep. is still in middle school, and so I don't I don't know how. That's right. I'm so sorry, Chris. We have uh, <laughs> is it two or three college kids that are with us. We've got three, three. college-age college kids. College yep. three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I had to run through the list. 42 people are a lot. That's right. That's right. So, so out of those 42, how many are the senior in high school to the – what first grade, first or kindergarten? I believe it's twenty-two. You would know. Yeah, sorry, I'm trying to remember the Must numbers. Be twenty-two. It's like twenty-two. We're gonna stick with twenty-two, mm-hmm. 22. Uh, for the the ease of it. So yeah, I believe twenty-two or at least the youth, and then if we add the five more, so yeah, for all of the the people not graduated high school, we're gonna say yeah. twenty-seven. Okay. So five younger, so um, twenty-two. Youth. And this church, you know, we we get a lot of groups that bring their their youth and things like that, but we don't get a whole lot that bring you know six, seven, eight, nine-year-olds. So it's been cool to see. In fact, uh, one of the one of our members here asked me last night if, uh, you know, how young, how, how young are they? And I said, oh, you got a whole range of them. Uh, so it's just really cool to see. And um, maybe, you know, can you, can you guys walk me through, I mean, it's Thursday. You guys have kind of dwindled down. You'll be leaving uh, tomorrow morning sometime. Uh, 
can you guys walk me through how this week has went? Maybe some of the things you've done, maybe some of the devotion, some prayer, you know, all these things that you guys have done with the kids and with the adults and maybe some of the construction things you guys have done here. So I'll, I'll kind of start that out. Um, since I planned the trip, I kind of put together our itinerary. Uh-huh. So we start each morning. We start about 730 with breakfast. Um, and then we have a devotion around 815 every morning kind of get our day started. So first we uh, talk about the Bible, and then we t- spend some time in prayer, praying mm-hmm. for the day. Then we talk about what are we actually going to do. And mm-hmm. so we split up into about six teams, mm-hmm. and each team had its own kind of responsibility. Some were inside the building doing drywall. Some were outside the building tearing down the concrete mm-hmm. stairs and turned that into a big competition, and yeah. girls got involved, <laughs> and everybody and everybody had a turn to swing the sledgehammer. Yeah. That was a big deal. and. One of our adult women uh, came out and swung it when nobody else was there just so she could say she did it. Yeah. But she didn't want anybody watching her. It's mm-hmm. funny. And um, so we had one guy that kind of worked by himself, and he did a lot of electrical and plumbing type of things and hooked up some stuff, got the laundry mm-hmm. room set up, things like that. Um, our devotions, there were a couple to me that stood out. I'll let Garrett mm-hmm. talk a little bit about what he thinks uh, in just a second. But um, we let one of our youth lead our Tuesday night devotion Mm -hmm. and a guy that we've been working on trying to mentor and he has a lot of promise Um, Mm -hmm. he has a really rough background but he's coming out of it and starting to build a life for himself and so we let him lead it and he talked Mm -hmm. about uh, Paul and Paul's conversion and the scales Mm -hmm. falling off of Paul's eyes Mm -hmm. and one of the things he shared with me privately he said that you know he's heard about mission trips and he's done he's you know, he's been serving in the church forever. He's always at the camps mm-hmm. Garrett was talking about, and he's always leading the other kids. And he's he's been a leader in our youth program for a long time. Everybody respects him. He's a great mm-hmm. guy. But he said that for the first time, he understood what it meant to be on a mission trip. Mm-hmm. That actually helping other people. Mm-hmm. For he he talked about it. He'd heard it, but it didn't. It wasn't real mm-hmm. till he came up here. Yeah, and that was just awesome. And another, uh, one of the ladies that's here with her two daughters, they are two of the little ones that are here, she's our children's minister. And she shared uh, that same day in the morning, she did our morning devotion, and she shared Colossians 3, 23 and 24, mm-hmm. which I believe is the verse of the week this yeah. week. But it's work willingly at whatever you do, as though you were working for the Lord rather mm-hmm. than for people. And she just helped the youth to see that whether you're picking up a rock or you're tearing down broken wood, or you're putting up something new, or you're planting flowers around the new life house, or sweeping a floor, whatever you're doing, uh, you can do it in a way that you're serving God and you're mm-hmm. honoring other people and sharing His love and being a testimony mm-hmm. if, if you just have the right attitude. And that, that was those are two things that just really stand out to me from this week. That's good. Yeah, for me, I uh, I think I really just kind of appreciated seeing some of our kids, and uh, and I'll be honest, some some of our kids don't quite know Jesus yet, mm-hmm. right? They came along because they had some friends, yeah. and so it's almost been a ministry of, of outreach and missions and on two fronts, mm-hmm. uh, which has has been uh, it's been a bucket of fun, and so uh, I'll just say that, and so it's kind of been neat to kind of see them, uh, you know, there are some of the ones ask the questions. Okay, so me picking these weeds out of this garden, how is that actually <laughs> Jesus stuff, and uh, and so, you know, Tammy does a great job. You know, she was the one over there when that happened. And so she did a great job about that. And they were in soup kitchen. I think one of the things that stood out for me this week is um, 
they asked, you know, how was cooking some noodles because they were quite bored with cooking noodles, uh, you know, about Jesus. And she just kind of went on to this spill and just let it right into a gospel yeah. conversation. And their reaction was, how do you make noodles about Jesus? And so it's been really neat kind of seeing some of these yeah. students like, okay, so literally everything can be about Jesus. And we're like, mm-hmm. you're getting it. There we go. All right. You're starting to understand. This is awesome. That's right. um, mm-hmm. and, and so that's been a really, uh, you know, some some things that have stood out. And I know for me, I've or it's, uh, you know, spent so much time with youth. Chris and, uh, mm-hmm. had talked about investing and you know making sure he had his ride and picking him up. And uh, so it was a real cool moment to kind of see him start, uh, you know, taking some of those next steps and, and leading not only in his actions, but, um, uh, you know, through through leading someone else through Scripture as mm-hmm. well. And so that's been a really cool uh, kind of proud moment to see. And by no means am I the only one that's been investing. It's been a, a huge effort. Redland has spent years investing before I even came along. I've been here about two and a half-ish years, something like that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's been a really cool cool thing to see some of these students grow in their faith that do love the Lord and some of those that don't know the Lord slowly growing closer mm-hmm. to, to, to him and, and get to that that's moment. Right. And that's so... Right. Uh, There's three boys in that family, and the, the church has been investing in them for probably nine years or so to mm-hmm. that whole family, and all three of them are showing a lot of promise and coming mm-hmm. along. That's and, great. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So, Garrett, let me ask you, because you said there's 20, well, Tammy might, you know, be dealing with some of the little kids, but yeah. uh, how, do you, how do you manage on a mission trip, you know, that many, that many youth? That's a great question. If, uh, <laughs> if I really knew how to tell you, I'd probably write a book on it and maybe get some, yeah, some get money some up money. there. But uh, I think a lot of it is just by God's grace, just yeah. kind of allowing mm-hmm. things to fall in just a way. To be super honest, that's probably the biggest thing. And I don't say that because that sounds churchy enough, but it's just the reality. Um, but I think another part of it is just uh, not only investing in youth, but as a youth pastor, I try to invest in some of my leaders as well, and it mm-hmm. multiplies the effect. And uh, mm-hmm. I think we see that throughout Scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, having great people like, you know, Creston on, on you know, as a, a partner on staff and, and, you know, obviously Jay and then having, you know, Ann and, and some of these others that mm-hmm. also have a heart for students and, and want to teach them. But it's, uh, you know, breaking them up into small groups and, and finding those a little more one-on-one times with them, I think that is a great way to manage them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just like if you're in church, if the, on a Sunday morning and the preacher asks a question, there's never really anyone that answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, maybe that one person, but uh, when you break them up in smaller groups, you yeah. get a lot more interaction, and you, mm-hmm. you get a lot more uh, authenticity, and uh, and you kind of get rid of some of that bad influence, and so uh, from maybe the whole crowd effect and the mob effect. So I think that's been been one of the great things. It's not really been me; it's been our, our leaders yeah. and uh, the ten- intentionality of everyone here. So as much as I would love to try and make that a two mile horn moment, uh, I really can't. It's it's really been been our team <laughs> that's that's made it uh, a success, and in, in the at least the. The corralling of them, you know, mm-hmm. we're really all of it. But uh, to specifically answer, how do I crowd twenty-two kids? It's because I got great leaders, and God's mm-hmm. blessed me with that. Well, Garrett's very modest, but uh, he has a knack <laughs> for being able to hear the kids, know where mm-hmm. they are, and be able to come to them and meet them right where they are, without mm-hmm. talking down to them, without uh, calling them out, mm-hmm. um, spending that personal time. Invest in in everything with Garrett is an investment. Mm-hmm. And it's not about him, it's about them. And it's about helping them just take whatever that next step is. And he just has this unique ability to keep it all kind of lined up, mm-hmm. if, you, if you will, and just know where each kid is and kind of know, mm-hmm. you know, for this kid, this is a big move. But for this other kid, they've actually moved backwards, even though they're acting the same way. Mm-hmm. Because he just knows where they are. And so he can, he can address them and, and help them 
actually assess themselves. And mm-hmm. I really think that's a huge key factor for oh, how yeah. he's able to manage this group. Mm-hmm. His normal Wednesday night group is about 55 or 60 youth. And mm-hmm. uh, he pretty much runs them by himself. He has helpers and they're there and they, they do help. I mean, they do help a lot. <laughs> but oh, yeah. but he's the leader. And the youth always ask about him. You know, mm-hmm. I, had, I had guys on my team and they had something that came up, an issue they wanted to resolve. And I said, well, guys, can I help you with that? And they said, no, nope, we need Garrett. Mm-hmm. And so that I just hear that all the time. Oh nope, yeah, we need Garrett. He's yep. the one. So. I've heard a lot of the kids this week yelling for Garrett. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. Uh, At this moment, that sounds like a, a real fun thing. But in those moments, yeah. that's it. Name change is happening. Um, can Can you two walk me maybe? through um, some of the things that you guys have accomplished this week here at New Life? Well, we have the punch list. Um, Mm -hmm. I had spent a fair amount of time, I think four conversations maybe with Jimmy before we got here, Mm -hmm. just about what was available and what the options were and his his goals for where he wanted us to Mm -hmm. be and all of that. And so um, one of the goals we had was the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so we were able to do that. All the ceiling that, that needed to be Sheetrocked has been sheetrocked. Mm-hmm. Every room that needed sheetrock on the walls has been sheetrocked. Mm-hmm. We in uh, the rooms that didn't need to be sheetrocked, there were cracks and holes and other things, mm-hmm. and all of those have been patched. Mm-hmm. Um, we had submit. We were concerned about some plumbing, and we seem to have resolved all the plumbing leaks that are over there. We rerouted some things, like we said, we established the laundry room, so the washer and dryer mm-hmm. hookups they're complete and ready to go. Um, we were able to do a couple of other plug electrical types of issues we rewired the range and looking at the wire that was there it probably was put in around 1850 (laughs) something like that um it's been there a long time yeah yeah. uh, but it's a brand new wire now Mm -hmm. so that should be nice and safe um we were able to look at a few things down in the basement we found something that was surprising to us we were glad we found it instead of you having to find it but Someone had put in some drain lines to the bathroom and did not glue them. Mm-hmm. So they were just stuck together, and that would have been a problem yep. uh, when that came around. But we got those glued up nice and tight. Uh, we did replace the stairs on the front of the... the mm-hmm. They were broken concrete, and now they're good solid wood. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been able to repair the sidewalk at the end of that. It had a, some jagged edges, and now it's going to be a nice square just sidewalk like mm-hmm. it ought to be. Um, hold off a bunch of trash. Uh, we oh, filled yeah. up a dumpster. Mm-hmm. We uh, re-landscaped at the New Life House. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't really anything to do at the Women and Children's Home. Um, mm-hmm. we, we did get to look at it. Thought it looked nice. Um, but we, we painted a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. We uh, did some work on the ramp at the back of the church uh, that found a leak in the downstairs bathroom and we were able to get that fixed so it's not dripping water anymore mm-hmm. down there. And uh, those are the physical things we accomplished. Yeah. I feel like we accomplished some spiritual things too. And I'm gonna let Garrett talk about that. Yeah, um, this has been. We we brought some again. I, I talked about kind of how to do a mission on two fronts. We've had some kids really start saying, "Hey, um, can we start doing some small groups?" Mm-hmm. And uh, and my you know analytically, I'm looking. I'm like, "Well, this is a mission trip. We're not really building small groups." And it's kind of the way God has worked it. You know, we're gonna have a little bit of extra time. And so mm-hmm. uh, we got kids that uh, you know they're not gonna tell you they're a Christian. Uh, they, they wouldn't even classify themselves as that, and yeah. so um, they're they're really eager, asking questions, jumping in. So we, I've, I've got about two students that they're really looking, and um, God's really kind of working on their hearts there. And I've, I've got some other kids that uh, I'm be super honest when they signed up for the trip, like, oh boy, this is how I get fired right here. And uh, and I, saw, I didn't quite know how it was going to work out, and um, 
it's really cool to kind of see them have a, I had a conversation with them and man they just it, it's turned around and I'm not I'm not saying that they all of a sudden are on fire for God I, I, I don't know that but you know at least you know seeing something switch in them and, and them start saying you know I think it's time to start working and getting something mm-hmm. accomplished you know, this means something uh, even if they don't really understand what that is they're, mm-hmm. they're starting get, to get the feel okay there's something more you know, this moving this brick from this pile into the dumpster, there's something more to it than just moving a brick. And so, I uh, kind of start and seeing some of the wheels turn and uh, uh, on some of those and, and others, like Kristen talked about, uh, taking the next step in their spiritual walk. You know, they know the Lord and they love Him, and so they're they're kind of moving, progressing. And so, it's been really cool to see how God has been touching, no matter where the, whether they're near or far, whether they are dead or alive, uh, to kind of see progress in that. And so. I think uh, if I were to kind of summarize it at least without getting specifics and names, which I don't mm-hmm. necessarily want to do, mm-hmm. um, I think that that's been a really cool thing to see God move in. And so these these devotionals, as short as you know they might seem, they're not seminars. Uh, man, they're just they're starting to work on some of these hearts. Good signs of life. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, dead bodies twitching. It's exciting. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, let's share something with uh, you guys. Is uh, Pastor Jimmy uh, shared with me uh, not too long ago, but something that a mentor pastor of his told him and um, when we began to start the ministries and, and the vision and, and some of these things. and um, He said, you're in the forest. You see the bark, you see the dirt. You know, you can very, get very caught up and in, in, in the forest. Says, he said, take a step back. You know, look at the forest as it is on the outside and it's beautiful um and that's with the spiritual side and the physical sides that's right um you know laying some brick or or or, uh waxing some floors at the meal ministry all that stuff impacts the forest impacts the the ministry because when that men's house is open men get to come men with addictions and some of them not all of them we hope all of them but some of them give their lives to Jesus Christ and and hopefully you yeah. get to see that with some of your youth who who uh who don't know Christ come to come to know him and that would be awesome. Um but we'll hear move in here to the which I think the most important question. Um why why do you guys come here? Why do you guys go on mission trips? Why does it mean so much to you to do the hard stuff? Yeah, well I know for me at least the, the youth at first, it started off uh, as a family trip. When we, mm-hmm. we kind of opened up the church, it was supposed to be fam- come as families. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as that started, we started seeing a lot of a lot of parents aren't involved with the church at all, but their students are. And mm-hmm. uh, we picked them up and bring them in, and, and they were excited about being able to... Some of them excited just about going on a trip, mm-hmm. and some of them excited about going to do something. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it kind of turned into... Uh, Predominantly youth, but also a family trip at the same time. I'm, 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 I'm even here with my daughter. I know Crescent's here with his, his, his kids, and so. Um, yeah, I think there's about uh, seven families yeah. here as part of this, even though there's there's a lot of youth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so yeah, and it's not just youth, uh, youth at all, and it's not it's not a youth trip. But uh, I think the really cool thing to see, you know, for them is, you know, seeing that there's a mission outside. A lot of these kids are actively involved in our local, you know. Mm-hmm outreach events with our camp rock but that's so uh, they've almost come numb to it uh it's just kind of the normal thing and they don't really get to see all the impact of it because uh, it just is so repetitive uh beginning to kind of do this and you know they're getting to you know take a step back now that they've done some of this work um uh, after a week and see that all right there's 
you couldn't even really move around this area. Now it's patched up and, and with you know some sand and some paint. It looks like a home and and kind of seeing what that gets to do. I know Jeremy uh, uh, over at the house. He he got to share his heart and uh, mm-hmm. that can just blew our kids' minds. Mm-hmm. And so it's just been important. I know for me at least as my youth pastor, bringing in my students to to give them the opportunity to go. We're commanded to send. Mm-hmm. You know, to, or we are sent by God. Um, mm-hmm. And and for those we got a lot of people at home that they they didn't get to go, but they they sent us. And so we got to go and they got to send. Mm-hmm. And so it's been. Um, important to teach these kids that 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 is the command and that's what we're to do when we go we go to do something there is a it's called a mission trip because there is a mission to be accomplished mm. and so that's uh, as a you know pastor that's been important to me um you know especially for my kids that know the lord and want to serve him and give them the opportunity uh, a lot of times i say a lot of my kids they don't have the opportunity there's no money i had a scholarship uh, about 30 percent of the kids that came uh, were not not that they didn't want to they were not able to pay their mm. way and so uh, we've had great people at the church step up and send them. Mm. And so them having the opportunity to share the love of Christ in, in this way as well. Um, and we've had some, again, that you know they don't, they don't, they're not quite there. They don't really know the Lord, and they want to go because it was a youth trip. And it was, uh, I really struggled with it, to be super honest. You know, why? why it's a mission trip. This is sort of the Lord. Do I really want to bring the lost? I don't, I don't know. And, and I, I just, <laughs> I could not bring myself to say, no, you can't come. Why? Because mm-hmm. you did. Um, and, and it wasn't. I didn't. I was worried about telling them they're dead. I, I do that pretty consistently. I think they'll tell you that. But um, I think it was let them kind of see there's a new aspect of it. You know, they get to come on a Wednesday night and get mm. fed, and we get to you know do classes, and I get to teach them and tell them the gospel. But now they're getting to see the gospel in action, and, mm-hmm. and now the gospel has a new life to them. And mm-hmm. so uh, that's why we decided to go ahead and take on that that two front mission uh, trip. Is is we wanted to see, let them see. Mm. This is real. Like this is, we live our life for this. We we take a week off work, and and give up a paycheck mm-hmm. to go help others. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, at least for me, that was uh, one of the things I really wanted to work hard for. And I decided that as as uh, stressful as maybe loading twenty two students up in a van might be, it would be that much more worth it. Mm. So, at least for me, I'm sure Kristen's got a lot more to add, more eloquently than I. <laughs> I don't know about eloquent, but uh, but I do come at it from a different perspective. Mm. So, um, our pastor, Pastor Jay, and I believe your pastor, Pastor Jimmy, mm. have a similar heart. And, mm. and in that, what I mean, there's so many churches out there that I would call dead churches. Mm. Now, they may be full of the gospel on the inside, but they're only on the inside. Mm. They show up for church for themselves. Mm-hmm. They want classes that teach them something they don't know. They want music that appeals to their ears and, mm-hmm. it, and it inspires them the way they want to be inspired yeah. and they don't really have a heart they want other people to come they want mm-hmm. people to come but they want them to come be like them yeah. they don't want them to come as they are mm-hmm. and there's a song right now that's very popular that says you know that the sign on the wall says come as you are but if, mm-hmm. the, if that were really true then our pews would be full mm-hmm. well maybe maybe not but we need to let people come as they are mm-hmm. And the heart of our pastor is that if you're if you're only serving in the church, you ain't serving. Mm-hmm. You're just keeping you're just keeping your club going. Mm-hmm. And to be serving, you got to be outside the church doing something. Mm-hmm. And so we want our people to see that. So that's why we're involved in so many different ministries that we do back home. But that's why we want to come on a mission trip. We want our people to get out and see that it's not just in South Georgia that mm-hmm. there's stuff to be done. It's all over the world. And that when you go and you do something, you touch people and you impact lives. And I've got two stories, if I have time to share oh, them, I'll yeah. share them quickly. Mm-hmm. But 
I was able, I'm involved, I'm actually a scoutmaster of a Boy Scout troop back home. And the reason I do that is twofold. I want my son to learn a lot of things that I learned because I came up in the Boy Scouts mm-hmm. and they taught me a lot of life skills. Mm-hmm. I go camping, but I can do a whole lot more than go camping because of Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. And so to take raw young men and work with them week in, week out, and see them develop into something else mm-hmm. and become mature men and start take responsibility and start showing that they realize that there's a consequence to their actions, all of those kind of steps. So this week I was able to take a group of about five boys mm-hmm. and we built the steps together. Mm-hmm. I engineered it to make sure that the stairs would actually stand up after mm-hmm. they were built. So that was important. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they ran the saws. They Once we got it designed what we wanted to do, they are the ones who marked the cuts they marked the angles. They cut every single board. Mm-hmm. They put every screw in. I didn't do any of that. Mm-hmm. They did that. And they built those stairs. Mm-hmm. And when it was done, <clears throat> I got called away to go deal with something. And while I was gone, they went and grabbed our lady that's our, our designated photographer. And they made her take about 17 pictures of them all over those stairs because <laughs> they're so proud of their work. Mm-hmm. Well, while I'm called away, they came to me and said, is there anything else we need to do? And I said, well... We're supposed to be cleaning up out there. And they said, well, we did that. And I said, so if your mama came out that front door and looked at that yard, would she say, well done? And he said, no, sir. And I said, well, go make your mama proud. Mm. And they did. That yard looks great. All the rocks and the stones, Mm -hmm. they're just gone. It's a great looking yard. They Mm -hmm. did fabulous. Because we were out there on the front of the house all day long, people go up and down the street and they walk by the church. And so we wonder why there's 42 people running around. That's right. They're like, what in the world are you doing? And so we saw lots of different people. And this one Mm -hmm. person came up and said, wow, y'all are doing some great work. This is going to be a great rental. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, it's not a rental. Mm -hmm. And they said, well, what is it? And I said, it's a ministry. And they said, it's a ministry. What's a ministry? They didn't have any idea what I was talking about. So Mm -hmm. I started telling them about your vision, the way I understood it, for Mm -hmm. the men's house and what it's going to do in the future. And she broke down in tears mm-hmm. because she has two boys that she says need that ministry yeah. right this very second. Mm-hmm. They both just got out of jail. They're on some type of parole, something. Yeah. And there's other people in the family and all of this. And we were able to have this long conversation. And several people, including Philip, mm-hmm. were able to join me at the end of the conversation. And we prayed for her. Mm-hmm. And who knows? She yeah. may show up on the pew here one Sunday. Mm-hmm. And my hope, just like my hope is at Redland when new people come, is that you'll just love on her oh, yeah. and just accept her and let her be here and be herself. Yeah. Because that's what it takes. Mm. You know, God God doesn't say, you know, I'm going to love you once you become a Christ follower yeah. mm-hmm. and you get all this stuff figured out <laughs> and you learn how to disciple and teach and preach. Mm-hmm. That's not what he says. He says, you're my child yeah. and I love you. Mm-hmm. And that's why we do missions. Mm-hmm. We want our church to understand that it's about loving the people that God puts around you. It's not about finding somebody that looks like you or makes you feel good or keeps you happy. It's not mm-hmm. about that. It's about loving the people that God puts around you and let in a way that they understand that it's not your love, it's His love mm-hmm. that you're sharing. Yeah. And so that's our goal. Yeah, I know for me, I, uh, I, personally, I love partnering with churches. I love the, the brothers, the sisters of Christ, you know, mm-hmm. the brides of Christ coming together and um, it's like trying to go into a foreign country and then start doing stuff. You have no idea what the culture is. You don't. You don't know what you're doing. Like they don't eat that here. You know, whatever <laughs> it might be. Uh, and so I love partnering with churches and doing things that they're they're already doing and maybe push it further along, aid them, give them rest. You know, whatever it may mm-hmm. be, um, because you guys know what your people needs. Y'all are already active, very active in the community. And so personally, I was just super excited that we were getting on board. I remember 
when Jay first told me about it, I was like, ooh, this could be a great youth mission trip while I'm waiting on this other one to start coming, you know, because mm-hmm. of COVID. And I'm like, no, you know, this other church in the area, they had kind of done a family one. I said, we should make this a family one. That'd be really cool. And it kind of turned into to both. But uh, <laughs> so that was, that was a kind of funny conversation when he had first brought it uh, across. Because mm-hmm. uh, like, Huntington, Indiana, what is, <laughs> I don't know. You know. I don't know anything about them. Like, what do they do? <laughs> so they, he started telling me. And so uh, I just love the idea that we were able to partner with you guys mm-hmm. and do what you're already doing or at least help, you know, do and further y'all's mission. Because when we leave, y'all are still doing it. And mm-hmm. so that we're not just coming and, and whatever we did dies when we leave, but we're, we're getting to kind of invest in a in new life. So uh, that's been a, at least personally, I, I love working with the local bodies to do mm-hmm. that. You know, we, it's our busiest, most stressful, you know, time of the year, but it's, it is our you know, favorite time of the year when we get mission teams like yourself and, and all over, you know, we get them from everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, it's, you know, like you said, it's a different culture, you know, you know, they, they, they talk different. <laughs> um, Some of us do. Yeah. <laughs> Some of us talk a lot different. Yeah. Sorry. I'm North Florida. I'm, I'm just Southern yeah. through and through. So. <laughs> um, but you know some of the you know you guys you do a lot there in in Georgia but you know some of these mission teams that we get you know they they're coming and they don't do a whole lot you know they're bringing their church up so you know they can experience what it's like to to do mission work to do a soup kitchen to do a, a women's shelter men's shelter all these different things and you know we've had a couple mission teams that actually have been so inspired with the, the stuff that they've done here that they they've started soup kitchens or a women's life house or whatever it is where they live. And that's just a blessing for us to hear, you know, that, you know, not only is the mission being done in Huntington, Indiana, but the mission's being done in Georgia. The mission's being done in, in, in Mississippi and, and all these, in Illinois and Ohio and all these other places that we have mission teams. We know that the mission is everywhere. And, you know, you guys know that as well as New Life knows it, and as well as all these other teams. And um, the mission keeps on going. It's a never-ending mission. There's always work to be done for the gospel. That's right. um, and it is the, the best thing to be a part of. You can't ask for a greater blessing than to, to do God's work and to see kids, to see adults, to see um, you know, whoever it is grow uh, in Christ in many different ways. And I like what you said, Creston, was it sounds pretty much, you know, Pastor Jay and, and Pastor Jimmy do have very similar hearts when it comes to come as you are. And, you know, we're all about that here. We're not going to push you away if you got a hat on in service <laughs> or, or some of these smaller things. Um, You're sitting in my pew. Yeah. Let me tell you, I was so worried about spot. that Wednesday. I walked in and I was wearing a hat and I saw my students wearing a hat. I was like, Ooh, I don't know if they'd like that here. Oh, no. <laughs> Pastor, Pastor Jay was joking with me on Wednesday. He's like, do I need to wear a suit? And I said, no, you don't need to wear a suit. Um, um, so it's just, it's just, you know, good to hear, you know, your guys' heart, um, your church's heart. I know you, you two are not the only one that have a heart for missions in your church. I've talked with with your pastor, I've talked with Ann, I've talked with Tony, I've talked with, you know, all, all your all your leaders here. And, um, you know, you have a heart for young people and you have a heart for, for God's work. And, and that's, that's good right. to see. But what I'd like to ask you guys, uh, Garrett, I'll start with you. Do you have any final thoughts at all about what we're talking about? Um, I just think it was neat. Just kind of a, 
a super personal moment for the week coming here. I was doing a paper over the, the Jesus movement uh, kind of coming in, and, and mm-hmm. a lot of the focus of the Jesus movement was you know, all the sex and the drugs and the culture of the time mm-hmm. um, was just very, if my parents did it, I want to do something different. So they're just into those things. And, mm-hmm. and as the years pressed on, those didn't give any promise. And so, you know, a lot of drug, especially the drug addicts is where mm-hmm. you know, a lot of the sources focused on, um, you know, they were left with addiction with no reward. The, the thing that prompts them such fulfillment mm-hmm. has now stole the fulfillment and has left them needing more. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so as we get here, getting to work with you know your, your shelters and getting taught with Jeremy and, and, and all the things that you are doing I'm like man I love it these people you know that are getting caught up in, in what you know Satan has promised them a fulfillment mm-hmm. and then the end steals the joy and leaves them with the brokenness uh, I love seeing that you know that didn't didn't originate in the 60s and 70s it was just you know popularized with the popularized with the Jesus movement but uh, mm-hmm. it's still going and you guys are feeling the ultimate need uh, they thought it was uh, this that and the other and in the end it was always Jesus, and so, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and until they find it, they're always searching, and they'll always be empty. And so, I, I just thought it was neat. I get to turn that. I was super stressed, pulled in the fifteen mm-hmm. or whatever it ended up being hours <laughs> straight here, uh, straight shot. Turned that paper in in time, and I was like, whew, Woke up the next morning, I'm like, this is great. They were doing it now. So, uh, that's just kind of a little personal thoughts I had mm-hmm. as we were moving through the week. My ten page paper immediately started seeing some application there. So. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <laughs> that is good. So I'm assuming same question. Oh yeah. So for me, I um also I'm gonna share some something a little personal for me. Mm-hmm. As a chaplain in the hospital, my heart is uh, meeting people in a in a very difficult moment in their life, and just helping them know that that no matter how dark it seems, there's still some hope. Mm-hmm. There's still an opportunity. Uh, God is still God, and Jesus is still Jesus, and the promise mm-hmm. of the cross is still the promise of the cross. And no matter what you're going through, no matter how broken you think you are. You're fixable, mm-hmm. and your broken pieces are not your sum; they're just a part of who you are. Mm-hmm. And your past doesn't define you. You have an opportunity to, to to take a different step moving forward and to have a whole brand new, different kind of future. Everybody has that. Mm-hmm. Um, the The gentleman that I shared our youth that that led his story when he talked about Paul. Paul was excited to be paid to go kill people. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote most of the New Testament. Mm-hmm. There's nothing you can do that you can't come back from. Mm-hmm. And we believe that down at Redland Baptist Church. That's why we do what we do. You believe that here. Mm-hmm. That's why we've enjoyed partnering with you so much. And we're just going to be excited to continue this relationship and see mm-hmm. how what God does and let you know what God's doing with us. Mm-hmm. And just, who knows where we'll go in the future, what God's going to do with all this. Mm-hmm. But we're excited about this opportunity. You know, with all, all the things that, uh, because most people that's going to be listening to this is, you know, from from New Life. And, and most New Life knows, you know, it's been a crazy week. Um, our pastor's out sick. You mm-hmm. have some key leaders out sick. And, and just, uh, you know, just for you guys to keep working, to keep sticking with it, knowing um, the mission and not stopping when, you know, a few hiccups here happened and not maybe not knowing where this is supposed to go or whatever it is um, has truly been a great blessing to new life because um, there's lots and lots of work um, oh, yeah. and you guys worked. Um, and I shared this on Wednesday, um, but I'll go ahead and share it again. You know, Jimmy and I coming in, you know, we we were just going to get all the materials on Monday, and you guys, we were just going to relax on Monday, and 
uh, you know, maybe kind of lay out the land and you guys were just ready to work, ready to get in it. Um, and, uh, you know, that's just, that's just great. It really is just great. So our weekly verse this week is Colossians three twenty three and 24, um, which says, Work willingly at whatever you do as though you are working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward, and the master you are serving is Christ. Um, and uh, This is a podcast brought to you by New Life Ministries. If you'd like to give, you can give at newlifeministries-indiana.com. And that concludes our episode for this week. Um, again, thank you Redland Baptist Church for all the things that uh, you guys have done here. Um, hopefully we'll be praying for your youth, we'll be praying for the ministries uh, that you guys are doing. Um, as well. If you would like to leave a comment or a request for an episode, you can email us at kingdomfaith2001 at gmail.com. And thank you for listening to Kingdom Faith.